he found a wooden door. Belsey turned the handle and it opened, towards him. On the other side, concrete stairs spiralled downwards between blackened brickwork. Hello, he called. He felt stupid. He stepped in and eased the door closed behind him, leaving it just ajar. The stairs twisted around the mesh cage of the lift shaft. Dust-furred suspension ropes sunk down inside the cage. Belsey descended five steps, then ten, then committed to reaching the bottom. He followed the torch beam, timing his descent. The blood-like smell of rusting iron and damp stone grew thicker. He felt he was being swallowed, that it was no longer curiosity driving him, but some form of peristalsis. The shelter nourished itself on over-curious detectives. Maybe his man in the BMW procured them. Two minutes later he paused, still on the stairs, and tried to assess his depth. The earth above him rumbled. So, he was beneath the tube. The track between Hampstead and Belsize Park ran almost two hundred feet below the surface, and there was a fair slice of London clay above his head. He remembered how much he liked space, being able to move, change location if he wanted. On the two occasions he had been locked in a cell, this was the revelation— He hadn't thought he was claustrophobic because he was rarely confined. After another minute, Belsey reached a corrugated iron panel screwed into the walls either side, blocking the way down. A notice had been pasted over the metal a long time ago. Danger, no entry. But someone had decided to ignore the notice, smashing the metal off its fixings. Belsey pushed, and it toppled over with a clang. Police, he said, then forced a laugh to take the edge off the silence. Here was the law. Darkness behave. He stepped over the metal. No more stairs. A short corridor led to a brick wall. To his left, a cell of rusting machinery. To his right, there was a heavy iron door, painted battleship grey with a hand wheel in the centre. It was the sort of thing you might find in a bank vault. Belsey tried turning the wheel, then pulled hard and the door eased towards him on recently oiled hinges. He couldn't understand what he was seeing at first. Iron racks, Long rows of metal shelving, which he realised, after a moment, were beds. Three-tiered bunk beds. The dormitory was low, with a rounded ceiling formed by arched sections of metal. The walls glistened in the torchlight. Belsey walked in. The beds stretched endlessly down each side. To the left was a door with a tin sign, Warden's Post. The Warden's Post was a small square room with a wooden seat and a desk supporting one empty champagne bottle. Evidently the warden had been celebrating. Belsey lifted the bottle. 1970 Krug. He sniffed it and could still smell the alcohol. There were fresh finger marks in the dust. A porcelain sink at the back of the warden's post contained flakes of plaster. Above it was a cabinet. Belsey opened the mirrored doors and found a heap of tiny bones and a mouse skull, like parts from an assembly kit. On the top shelf were two brown pharmaceutical bottles, one was labelled Evipan, the other Dexedrine. They were empty. No date, no patient name. They weren't standard pharmacy labels. He checked his watch. It was five past seven, but this felt as if it related to somewhere far away.